What's up, everybody? We got Josh Norfleet in the house. Today is a very special episode. We did a writer's round, uh, Poptimist writer's round in collaboration with Eat Sleep Rock over at the five spot on May 2nd. Josh, you were one of the uh, one of the performers for the show. I was. Um, we had a whole great series of different artists that participated in it. Um, but yeah, so you were on the on the round and we recorded the whole thing and this first song we're going to play of yours is sunshine aroma oh yeah the funny thing about this song um i've wrote it a few years ago but it's when we worked at a common place together um and yes we did yeah <laughs> yes we did and i got an email from a coworker that we you know and saying that I needed to fill in for the morning of uh, this certain day, early in the morning. Yeah, and uh, the, uh, that you had to be—you have to be there at like four thirty at right. latest. Yeah, at latest. At latest, and you're rushing if you get there at four thirty. And they set up the date for May, and I—it was March, and it fell on like the same day, mm-hmm. and so I went in on a day that like I was not needed. And I was kind of like, uh, <laughs> there he is. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> but um, I wasn't needed that day. And so I came home still just kind of awake from coffee and adrenaline and uh, wrote that song. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, here it is. When a new day gets started, I can't help but to look at you. Did the dark sky skip me From every bit of the radiation Ultra rays and neon too Photosynthesis keeps us rising Yeah. 
Okay, and we're back. Uh, did you see the fucking alien shit that Mexico had? Uh, they had like a press conference, and they revealed that these they that they found these mummified aliens that were uh, over a thousand years old. Okay, I did see this. Yeah, it got turned into a meme. It looks just like ET. This looks. I don't know if I believe this, dude. This looks too typical. Well. Uh, who put on this? Was this the Mexican government that did this? Mexican Congress. Damn, Mexico was just like, we're going to one-up America. We're going to show uh, the evidence. Yeah, that, yeah, here's a fucking alien. I mean, it, it looks pretty tiny. If it's mummified, no though. No way, that's real. Dude. How how big would, would it be? You know what I'm saying? And if it's over 1,000 right. years old, that's what I don't know. Well, how do they know it's 1,000 years old? I, I guess they found it in some fucking temple in Mexico. Allegedly. I don't know, dude. That just, like... That looks like E.T. Yeah, it doesn't... It doesn't it, even look real. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This, this looks like a uh, fucking decoration that you would get at Spirit Halloween no, or some to, shit. Totally. That's exactly, you know what I mean? Exactly it would, it would be like a mummified Mexican alien or something like that. Yeah, man. I, uh... I'm not for sure. It is crazy how this has all come out, and it's crazy that it's all come out and no one really cares. Yeah, no one gives a fuck, no, dude. No one gives. Everybody's a fuck. asking, yeah. like the the meme for it is, do I still have to pay my bills? <laughs> do I still dude. have to pay rent? Are the aliens getting taxed? No, the aliens probably are fucking taxing us, dude, so they can make more adrenochrome. Yeah, I I mean. It's kind of just like they pointed out the obvious, you know? Yeah. We all knew. Yeah, I mean, what the fucking deal is, is there? there's a bunch of fucked up shit happening now. They release more shit every time fucking Hunter Biden gets arrested for cracking hookers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look, and I'm not a Hunter Biden hater. I've gone on record to say that before. I have nothing against um, Hunter Biden's cracking hooker habit. But it's a great distraction. Right. When we have a president who's fucking going off the deep end because he's got dementia. And this right. is not even a political statement. Like, I, I don't feel political about it one way or another. Um, but it's like, of course, this is what they're talking about. Yeah, he's now he's uh, Hunter Biden. He has another fucking thing that he's getting in trouble for. They're they're <laughs> Danny just typed in Hunter Biden crack. That's why I laughed. Um Hunter Biden loves taking pictures of himself smoking crack. He does, dude. He's yeah, a, he, I, uh, part of you, part of yourself is just <laughs> like, part of, part of myself is like, wow, I feel bad for him because he obviously like has a problem. Yeah, for but sure. But also part of me is like, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, that's why I like him, yeah, dude. Yeah, like, he doesn't give a fuck. He's and that cocaine like, they found in the White House? So his. Definitely his. Yeah. It had to be. Yeah, a friend or something. And you know what, dude? I don't honestly 
like people are freaking out about all the corruption and shit in relation to Hunt, Hunter Biden. I honestly don't give a fuck. Yeah. I really don't care. This is just what America is now. Our empire is completely falling the fuck apart. Like we had we we had a great time for a long time, but those days are over, dude. I mean, we're just sliding into a fucking technocratic corporate hell um, as Americans. It's 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 what's going to destroy this country. I mean, it it already has destroyed the country. We're just starting to. Oh God. Honestly, that's not too bad. I expected it to be a lot worse. Yeah, he's got his, his dick is blurred out. Um, he does not care. No, I respect it, dude. I'm telling you. Honestly, you know what? I uh, I think Hunter Biden is everything that's great about America. <laughs> it's, there's, there's people that he embodies something that already exists in America for sure. Yeah, well... Of course, there is some level of uh, of corruption with with the Biden family, of course, but um, you know he got in trouble for like tax evasion and shit. I really can't fault a man for that, dude. Telling the government to fuck off when your dad is the president or was the vice president at the time. Um, I I honestly feel kind of bad for Hunter Biden, dude, because uh, clearly he's a uh, he's an addict. Right. Um, and he's, he's got some problems and it's very, very public, but yeah, it's, uh, it's super fucked up. Do you think he would smoke crack with the aliens? Oh yeah. I, it, more, I bet he already has. He already has smoked crack with the aliens. Oh, yeah, dude. I, yeah, I, going back on the aliens, I feel like the aliens were exactly what we expected. We still don't know. And yeah, of course not. Yeah. They're never going to fucking say what's really up. I mean, it's it's just we're going to keep sliding off into this darkness as a country. And um, then at the last second, they'll be like, yeah, these are the UFOs. These are the aliens. It'll be two seconds before we nuke each other. Yeah. When Super do you think that'll up. be? I don't know, dude. I really don't know. Like the the average... Uh, Danny, pull up what the average length of an empire is, like the life of an empire. It, yeah, I, uh, it does make you wonder, just like who wins one day when the, everyone's just going to decide, you know what, we're going after it all to, again. Between, it two, pretty. between 200 and 300, uh, well, this is historically... How long do civilizations last on average? Um, that the average lifespan of a civiliz- civilization is close to 340 years. And we were founded as a country in 1776. Correct. So how, how many years is that? How old is America? We're 200 and... So 1776... 1976. What is that? Um, let's do. Let's see how old America is. I can't do the fucking math. Here, I got you. How old is America? Well, we know the years. I'm just. I don't know how to do the math. 245 25. years old. Yeah. It said the average length of an empire is from 240 to 300 years. So, yeah, maybe within the next 15 years. Well. Yeah. I mean, 
246 years old. Good run. Yeah, I mean, we had a great run, dude. We invented uh, Coca-Cola, blue jeans, and rock and roll. Amen, dude. Dude, where I'm from, bro, we are known for inventing things. Kokomo, Indiana. City of first, bro. Yeah, the city of first. Yeah, you guys invented AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Well, for real. Uh, Ryan White, dude. Yeah. Nope, that was a uh, a definite thing. Yeah, he uh, he went to my middle school. Really? Yeah, because there's a, a children's museum in Indianapolis, and they had like an exhibit. It may still be there, but they had an exhibit of like his locker and where he went to school. Hell yeah! Well, here is uh, "Metamorphosis" by Mary J. Okay, I saw Arctic Monkeys last night. Yeah, how, how was it? It was good. I had a good time. Shout out to uh, Year of October for uh, for hooking me up with those tickets. They oh, yeah. ended up having a gig, and they passed them along to me. Uh, and I was struggling to find someone to go with me because originally Danny uh, was going to do it, but he had, to, he had to work. He was on a job. Mm. So he couldn't make it, so I was scrambling trying to find people. Um, and eventually Skylar House, he uh, – 
he joined me. Um, and Skyler was on the riders round. Uh, he, he brought his, uh, his baby with him, his daughter. And, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, I will say the thing that kind of turned me off, um, was this was like, it's my fourth time seeing them. And by now it feels very much like they're doing like a greatest hit set. Yeah. That they're kind of at that point in their careers as hard as that is to believe, but their first album, they released it back in 2006. I was a freshman in high school. Damn. Yeah. So they've been around for a minute. Right. And, it, and it's like, oh, I think of them still as a newer band. But now they're, I think, six albums deep now. Yeah. To me, they're kind of like, it's kind of like what you were saying earlier. It's just like AM. I knew that album. Yeah. And I knew those songs. And the big hit radio hits. You know what I mean? Other than that, I never really like dove too bit deep into the arctic monkeys and yeah they're a great band i i love them forever i don't know if i would go see them again now i honestly i probably will but i just want a band whenever i go to see them to play like if if i like them enough to buy tickets i want to see whatever the new album is like when danny and i saw queens they probably played four or five songs from their new album that's um, I think probably after that, I don't know how many they played from any of the other ones. But, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed seeing it. I, I like going to a show knowing I'm not going to hear all the songs that I love. Yeah. Like if it's a band that I really love. And that's how it was with Queens. Blown away by them. Arctic Monkeys were good. Uh, they played one of their deep cuts that I really – I was appreciative of that called the ultra cheese that was off a of tranquility base, kind of like a piano ballad. Um, yeah, they had a giant mirror ball. That was pretty cool. Okay. But I, I honestly, I have beef with, uh, with ascend amphitheater though. It's a great venue, but dude, I, uh, I have called over there. I three, three times a week for a month trying to get on the media list. I'm an independent journalist right. after all. Um, and I finally got a hold of someone. It's, uh, Kate Addison Amphitheater. And she kept just pushing me off, pushing me off saying, Oh, my boss, Scott, will we'll talk to you, whatever. Never heard anything. So I went down there. I paid for parking and went down there to try and talk to someone. I knock on the door that gl- the glass door that's kind of behind, like on the backside right. behind the stage. Um, it's still, it has street access, wasn't blocked off cause it wasn't a show day. So I went back there and, um, this girl answered the door. Her name was Ashlyn. She brushed me off right away. Acted like I was a fucking burden for even being there. And, um, allegedly I heard Kate was at, um, at January 6th, dude. She fucking was one of the rioters, bro. Allegedly, I don't know. I don't know that for a fact. I've had a couple people tell me that. Really? Yeah, but uh, that they ascend amphitheater is employing people that took part in January sixth. I guess allegedly her boss Scott was the person who stole AOC shoes. <laughs> uh, you know, do with that what you will. But yeah, ascend. Um, they were super rude to me. I called over there too. Like, day before the show, because Arctic Monkeys, they, they played two nights. Right. So, I was like, let me at least call. And when I called, she's like, it's a show day. And I just wanted to be like, 
excuse me, actually, I've been calling three times a week for a fucking month trying to get on this. And you guys, they won't even tell me to fuck off, dude. That's what bothered me. That a January 6th, an alleged January 6th rider, um, the worst event, event since 9-11s, probably worse than 9-11 and worse than Pearl Harbor and worse than both of those two events combined. And allegedly, Kate from Ascend Amphitheater was there with Scott from Ascend Amphitheater and also Ashlyn from Ascend Amphitheater. She was there too? Yeah, yeah. They were allegedly, dude, I don't know this for a fact, but allegedly they were all there and they're basically, they wouldn't even tell me to fuck off, dude. So, um, well, yeah, I mean, if they're storming the Capitol, yeah, they were storming the Capitol, bro. Allegedly storming the Capitol. Also, I think Ascend is a, it's owned. Is it owned by the city of Nashville, Danny? Uh, yeah, I believe it is, uh, like the Nashville, Nashville mun- municipal government. Yeah. So the Nashville municipal government allegedly has employed people that took place in January 6th. Um, and storm the Capitol, dude. That's super fucked up. People are going to jail for that. I don't know how they got away with this. Um, how they got away with employing white supremacists like that, but it's super fucked up. But anyways, here's, uh, assume by Skylar House. Song's called Assume. Don't make an ass out of me 
I'm still fired up about it, Sin, dude. So, uh, who all has played there? Uh, I actually just learned just now that Eric Church opened up the, um, like I guess, like they were, he was the first. I think to pay this there. shit opened just right before there? we moved to Nashville. Yeah, 2015. Well, I was already here, but. It says two sold-out shows on July 30th and 31st, 2015. That was just like two weeks before I moved to Nashville. Wow. Um, it doesn't say a lot about who owns it, but it does say that Live Nation is the operator of the open-air venue, um, and they're signed with a 10-year contract with Ascend Federal Credit Union. Ascend Federal Credit Union should be embarrassed, dude. But I think because I think the whole thing, which it says up here, because it's on the Cumberland River and it's like in Metro Riverfront Park. Yeah. I think technically it's owned by the city, or at least the property is. It, it's a weird thing. I know that for for sure. Yeah, it it is an awesome venue. And then there's the fucking First Bank Amphitheater out in Franklin, where Kier right. and Aubrey are at tonight, seeing uh, LDR. Lana Del Rey. They're very excited. Dude, you see those pics of Lana wor- working at the fucking Waffle House? I did. I did. Yeah, pull pull that up, Danny. Maybe it was something to... Uh... What was the reasoning for this to you, do you think? I, I do not know. Um, maybe she was God just damn. like... She, she is a beautiful woman, dude. She was just, maybe she was just like, fuck it, I want to like be humbled. I don't know. Well, people were making a big deal out of her touring the South um, in the Bible Belt because she she doesn't really do it that often, I guess. What up, Lana? Um, The end of the day, though, dude, the Bible Belt has money. Yeah, well, of course it does. Yeah, that's where people are going to go. Yeah, well, especially now, there's a lot of people who fucking have moved here because of COVID, you know, a lot of people wanted to live cheap, like more cheaply here than they could in LA or New York. Um, Dude, the rumor is that Lana is a secret fucking Republican. Have you heard about that? No. (laughs) Yeah, dude. For real. Really? Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. There we go. That's, that's what I was telling you about earlier. We won't show that on, on cam, but use your imagination. Um, Danny, search uh, Lana Del Rey, secret Republican. There's a bunch of people that accused her of being um, being a Republican, dude. Really? Yeah. I, I think if Lana Del Rey moved to Middle Tennessee, she wouldn't live in East Nashville. She would live in Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's definitely a Reddit feed here that says, why are people Here, let's click Lana it. Let's do it. Let's, let's do the deep dive. All right. Sorry, this, Sorry, post, this post was deleted. Oh, wait. Uh people think and she didn't even vote for trump she hated him and even did a hex on him oh jeez. <laughs> well because i think part of her style is like wearing the american flag for clothing yeah and maybe that's why people may think because mostly like republican like conservative like party people will wear like the american flag when they're doing you know what i mean drinking with their friends or yeah hold on let's let's see what's up so 
It said something about her, like someone claimed she voted for Trump, and then she. Juan Del Rey snapped back hard on a Twitter user who tried to vote Shamer on Tuesday. I know Elizabeth voted for Trump. Well, that's that's Lana's name is Elizabeth. I wish I could look up her voting record. Something doesn't sit right with me. Uh, LDR had a very simple response: "Go fuck yourself." Well, she's not denying it, dude. Yeah. I didn't hear no. I didn't. I didn't vote Republican. Uh, yeah. The apparent accent. I have her tattooed on my arm, which inspired another. Jesus, with the freaking pop-ups, dude. Yeah, the pop-ups are killing us, dude. Yeah, there's there are rumors though that she um There we go. Is Lana Del Rey a secret Republican? It's on base for ATRL. Yeah, this is this has got to be real, dude. This looks like a legitimate <laughs> site. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> this looks like it's a message board. This <laughs> post has been reported two times. Oh damn. Wow. <laughs> They're on it. <laughs> <laughs> it was Aubrey and Kira to set the record straight. <laughs> oh, it looks like she was talking about January 6th stuff. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, let's see what she said about that. Juana Del Rey still thinks Trump didn't mean to incite the Capitol siege. Pop oh, shit. She's having a busy week defending herself online. Drawing attention on Instagram. So she went on BBC Radio. She didn't think Trump knew what he was doing when he gave his address, urging his followers to fight much harder to defend the stolen election to show strength. So basically, she was at January 6th. Yes. <laughs> You've heard it here. She must, she must fucking know Kate from Ascenda Amphitheater, dude, <laughs> allegedly. They were all there together, I think. Yeah, they were there. <laughs> Except I'm I'm not mad at Juan. Oh, here's a quote. Here's a quote. Yeah. You know, he doesn't know that he's inciting a riot, and I believe that. And she thinks Trump has delusions of grandeur. Well, yeah, you know, I I, I agree with that. Oh, wait, and then... Del Rey also said that she thought the riot needed to happen. The madness of Trump, as bad as it was, really needed to happen. We really needed a reflection of our world's greatest problems, which is not climate change, but sociopathy and narcissism, especially in, a, in America. It's going to kill the world. It's not capitalism. It's narcissism. Hmm. Damn. What do you think? Is Lana Del Rey a secret Republican? I don't know, dude. It's uh... – <sighs> Like, who's quoting her of this? Like, I understand this This article. is Yahoo, Entert- or The Wrap. The liberal media, Yahoo Entertainment. It makes you wonder, dude. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if she is or not. It'd, it'd be more so, I can't really grasp how someone is unless I've, like, spent time with them and, like, heard them talk. She's hanging out in fucking Nashville a lot, bud. Right. And she's rich. When you're rich and you hang out in Nashville, I mean. But she's been, I know she's been hanging out in like East Nashville. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, she was at a, like hanging out at East Side Bowl. Um, she was at the, uh, what's that pub over by my crib? The Village uh, Tavern or Village or Pub or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm exactly the kind of guy that Lana Del Rey would never write a song about. I'll make you say that. 
I don't have a motorcycle. Uh, I don't do cocaine. I feel like she's just not down for that. Well, you still have a lot. You still have time. You can still. Yeah, I mean, I I don't own a mo- motorcycle yet. I don't do cocaine yet. Um. Yeah, dude, I always like that album that she did with Dan here in Nashville. Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys. Um, it's the one down on the West Coast. Oh, yeah. They got me saying. It's a great album. Yeah. I love it. Which album. one is that? Ultraviolet. Or Ultraviolet? Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet. Okay. Yeah, that's a good album. I really like the, uh, the B-side. Danny's really putting a lot of emphasis on that photo. Yeah. Um, she has like this uh, melancholy like type of just like indie, um, but she also like has a pop side to her. Well, she is. She's. I mean, she's a good songwriter. You know, I. I think uh, she's a good songwriter. She's a good performer. Um, there's a song, Dan- Danny. If you can look this song up, it's um, it's called Florida Kilos. And this song, the writer's credit on it is from Dan and from a director named Harmony Kareen. Harmony Kareen, he direct, he's from Nashville, but he directed um, the movie Gummo. He also did that movie Spring Breakers with, uh, I think it was Vanessa Hudgens and like a couple other people were in it. But here, yeah, if we can just get a couple like 30 seconds of this song, get a little bit of it. Oh, come on. Oh, fuck off with the therapy. This is from Spring Breakers. Is that James Franco? Yeah. This is a cool movie if you've never seen it. Yeah, is that uh, Selena Gomez? That's Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens, right? Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, that's enough of that, Danny. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's a great song. That's probably my favorite Lana song, honestly. I, what, did you ever go on Spring Break? No, I never did spring break, dude. Yeah. I mean, not not like that, you know, not yeah. like the the college fucking frat sorority version of spring break. Right. I've definitely been to Florida on spring break, but it was like to go down there and visit family and shit when right. I was growing up. Um, yeah, I only went. Um, I've been to uh, Florida like my high school spring breaks. And it was always just an interesting time because the people that I went with were very like a, a religious family. Oh shit! But the uh, the son that I was friends with, he was a troublemaker, and uh, we would just get into all sorts of insane adventures at uh, Clearwater Beach, Florida. That's where the fucking Scientologists are, dude. Really? Yeah. Well, dude, I remember we would. Uh, we would just sit outside of this gas station and just ask people if they would buy us beer <laughs> every day. Did they do it? Uh, yeah, we would get someone every day. Yeah, it's Florida, bro. <laughs> a 
That's definitely Florida. Every day we would get somebody. Dude, um, do you see fucking Danny Masterson from uh, that '70s show? Speaking of Scientologist, he um, he's going to jail for thirty years. Yeah, he's done, dude. Yeah, he's definitely done. Um, yeah, he just got got popped for you know doing that R thing, right? That you can't you can't say because we'll get fucking blocked everywhere. But um. Yeah, dude, it's super fucked up. I guess he was drugging girls and Bill Cosbying them. Mm. Um, so well, I've heard too that um, Ashton Kutcher and uh, what's her name Mila Kunis. Yeah, they're like kind of low key backing him up or something. Well, like, the yeah. whole thing was they after he got sentenced, they wrote a letter asking for leniency on the sentencing. Mm. At like. They knew he was getting convicted, and they wrote a letter for him saying, yo, he's our friend. Um, don't send him to jail for uh, for a super long time because he's a dad. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you're Weinsteining chicks. Yeah, doesn't matter if you're doing that. Yeah, yeah, if you're fucking. Sorry. Yeah, you're, you're done. Like, just throw, throw him up. Throw him in the fucking under the jail. Yeah. He can fuck I, off. At that point, I feel like if you're doing that, especially, you don't deserve your children. He was probably honestly protected by Scientology for a long time, dude. Really? Dude, Scientology is fucked up. Have you ever done a deep dive on it? No. Bro, um, I was watching shit from it the other day, and you can get into a certain ranking in Scientology where – you're so high ranking that if you kill someone, uh, like your people around you just have to clean it up. They can't say anything about it. They just take care of it for you. Wow. Yeah. Tom Cruise is a Scientologist. He's probably at that level. Oh, yeah. Absolutely he is. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is that the government can't really get involved because um, Scientology, uh, they're tax exempt. Right. They're religious. Uh, yeah. Camp. Yeah, but it's it's all a pay-to-play scam, and I guess I was talking to Zach about this, and he told me, like, you know how there's that Scientology building in Nashville? Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that most of those buildings are empty. What they do, they're like Walmart or McDonald's. They just buy up real estate, and they have so much fucking money because they have real estate everywhere. Whoa. Yeah. And they're just banking up on it. Yeah, and not paying taxes. Well, yeah. They're the righteous gemstones. Yeah, it's super fucked, man. <laughs> it's super fucked. Um, have you seen that new signature John Mayer? I have. What do you think of it? I like the uh, the finish of it. It's a different kind of finish for a Martin. Yeah, I've never seen a Martin with that type of finish. I. Uh, it's more like a Gibson finish, honestly. And it's a different kind of finish for an acoustic guitar in general. Yeah, but that's what I would say. It's just like, yeah, that new boy uh, to the middle. Yeah, it's the one that's, yeah. yep, that one. But that's the thing, though. It's just like big like guitar companies do this. Like there's other, you know, 0028s that – you can go find and play that sound great and do great, but they just like there's another one that they're just slapping John Mayer's name on. And do do you think it's like a bullshit signature model? I mean, it's is probably it worth great. the four thousand dollars? I would say maybe not. Okay, 
Maybe not, is what I would say. And I love John Mayer. I love Martin Guitars. But I I think that there's definitely, like, times when big guitar companies just, like, overproduce and over it being like, you can have this. You know what yeah. I mean? When you really don't need that, you really just need something that works well for you. And it could be like a cheaper model. It could be, you know, I'm sure that guitar plays great, but I'm sure you can find another another 0028 type Martin guitar that may be cheaper and may sound better to you. I think that most of these signature instruments are released for doctors and lawyers to jerk off to oh, with yeah. all of their friends jim ursay dude yeah Do you know about jim no, ursay who's that uh, he owns the indianapolis colts and he is a uh, like a collector oh yeah so he can't play then yeah well anybody I, who says you know, they're a guitar collector they can't play. he has a play. band dude he puts together a band and they play shows and he has like kenny wayne shepherd tom bukovac and his band and so he he's a guitar player. Yeah, he he do. Can he play? I mean, he he can play. You know what I mean? Like, I've never really seen a video of him live. Uh, Danny, guess. let's pull it up. Let's see it. Jim Ursay playing guitar. He has like all of the. Uh, there are some results for it actually. Uh, here, let's. Uh, yeah, let's check. Jim Ursay. Does Dylan? Twenty nineteen. You're We've click got, it, dude. Do you want more of like the home video one or more like uh looks like Let's do home video one. I want to see what he's really up to. This looks like it's from Twitter. He's a boomer, he's not good at editing. What's with Twitter being X now? I don't understand that. Yeah, like that right that Martin right there is four or five grand at That's least. That's a sick Martin. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. What what kind of model is that? That looks like a, uh, I don't know. It kind of looks like a 41, maybe. I don't know. A D41. Could be like a D18, too. I don't know. He's drunk as shit, isn't he, in oh, this video? Well, dude, he, uh, he's gotten busted a few times. He's kind of He's definitely a partier. Okay, that's that's enough. We don't we don't need to see this. But yeah, he owns great. like <laughs> he owns like all of the big like he owns David Gilmore's Black Strat. He owns uh, George Harrison's SG. He owns the, uh, his psychedelic SG. Uh, is that a psychedelic? Like, is it the one that's all like it's the red one? Oh, and that's technically a Les Paul. Yeah, that says Les Paul in yeah. the headstock. He has a uh, Kurt Cobain's Martin. Um, he owns just like uh, big, just like signature legendary, legendary guitars. Yeah, he has one of Jerry Garcia, Wolfie, Jerry Garcia. Yeah, he has shit like that. Damn. Oh, here's a list. Oh shit. Yeah, it's pretty pretty it's impressive. It's a list of his guitars, and he does tours like, with it. Like he goes around and says, like, oh, he shows tours of like all the shit, that and he like has. sets them up, and yeah. like people can walk around yeah, and look like, at it, like they're like it's a fucking museum. You know what? That's actually kind of fucking smart because he's able to make money off of yeah, off his collection. Yeah. Damn, the collection yeah. includes guitars from. 
Cobain and Gilmore. Yeah, I'm trying to get like a full comprehensive list. It looks like it has, it, it says the, smells like Teen Spirit guitar. Like plastic blue with the racing stripe. Bug. Oh, here it is. Here's the full list. You want me to blow it up? A little yeah, bit? Uh, I can see it. Okay. 1964 Gibson SG. Um, that was owned by Beatles, George, George Harrison, Harrison, and, and John, John Lennon. Lennon. Yeah. Doug Irwin Tiger guitar. That's the Jerry Garcia guitar. Jerry Garcia. Yeah. J uh, Jerry Garcia's guitar. 1969 Martin D35. Um, that was used on Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. 69 Stratocaster uh, belonged to Gilmore, the Black Strat. The 1939 Martin Triple O 42 um, that was played on the MTV Unplugged. 63 Gretsch Chet Atkins owned by John Lennon. Yeah, so basically. He just has a ton. Yeah, he just has a ton of different shit. It's crazy, too, that, like, all these big players, too, are just like, fuck it, I'll sell this instrument. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. I mean, like, Eric Clapton, I kind of understand, like, he let his kid fall off a balcony, so yeah. I don't think he's missing too much. Um, but it's, uh, it is kind of interesting that there's some guitars where, like, it's just like, oh, that someone else has it now, you know what I mean? And it was used on, like, an iconic song. What's the difference between an eight ball of cocaine and a toddler? What? Eric Clapton wouldn't let the eight ball of cocaine fall out a window. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Here's Guided by My Angels by Ned Lee. <laughs> With one direction to grow 
He's had some really nice signature shit that's just been released too. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Um, Guitar Center did a run of them um, for the Crossroads, um, like the festival that he does. Yeah, yeah. And, I loved watching those. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. I think it's coming up soon. The new, the latest one. Yeah. yeah. So I know he does them like every four years or three years or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he um he released a strat that was built by Todd Kraus. Todd Kraus is his guy at Fender that builds all his shit. Okay. And he um he released one that was it's like a fifteen thousand dollar guitar that's in blue. Yeah, it's that one right there. Um That's definitely for like doctors and lawyers. Yeah, one hundred percent, dude. Blue Scotia. Well, the the color is based off of fucking Eric Clapton, one of his Ferraris, dude. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so it's meant for fucking doctors and lawyers no, to I be able to be like, yeah, it's based off the color of his right, Ferrari. His Ferrari, and I have it. Yeah, it's it's an embarrassment of riches, bro. There was a, there's a band in Kokomo that's all doctors or associated with doctors, and they were called uh, Docs That Rock. I'm sure they had great personalities. They all had great gear. Yeah. They all had great gear. Of course. It, I don't know if they – they might exist, so I don't know. I've got a video right here. 
But yeah, let's see it. <laughs> oh, they're playing. Look, the, I, this event that they're playing, Rockers for Knockers. Is it for breast cancer? Yeah. I've play, we've played it before. The reveal have? Yeah. The artist formerly known as No Name Blues? Yeah. We, I think when we played it, we were No Name Blues. I've seen enough. It sounds, yeah, that's it a sounds John Mayer like, song. Yeah, like old guys. Yeah, right I know. That's uh, which one is that? That's Good Love is on the way. Yeah, world. yeah, off of uh, Try, right? Yeah, the there's trio. only a, a live version of that, right? Yeah. Dude, that's a great fucking album. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, those Eric Clapton guitars are pretty sick. If you could have a signature, let's do a signature electric and a signature acoustic. Ooh. What would you do? Man, if I was to do a like someone else's signature that I could have, no, no, like what would you, be mine? You, yeah, yeah, the the Josh Norfleet signature. It'd be a Strat. Um, it would be it'd be probably a similar setup to my Strat now. I would say your Maxi. Yeah, it would be a similar setup. What colors would you release it in? I would release it in white, um, tobacco sunburst. Um, and also do a Fiesta Red. Fiesta Red? Yeah. The, I always The Fiesta color. Red would be the one that would be coveted by the collectors. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good color. What about a signature acoustic? I would want it to be um, a D18. Some sort of like uh, D18 that's like super aged uh, um, with maho a mahogany body and a spruce top. What uh? What is your acoustic that you have now? It's called a uh, a D two R. It's like a uh, it's supposed Martin at one point in time made like a cheap version of a uh, the D twenty eight. Uh huh. And it's basically like a knockoff of that. Um, uh, how old is your Martin that you have? Um, I would say mid two thousands. Okay. Were you the first owner? No. Mm -mm, no. How'd was, you buy it? Uh, it was bought off a uh, a guy from Kokomo. He who was always just like had guitars, and he always just is like, "Hey, I have some instruments that I have that I got. I'm getting rid of these ones." And I was getting ready to move to Nashville, and he brought over like three different Martins, some that were like really expensive, some that were a little cheaper, and that was the one I ended up going with. Interesting. Yeah, I, I love a, a D18. That's probably my favorite Martin. Danny, can you look up uh, Martin D18 Golden Era? <clears throat> Martin D18, you said Golden Era? Golden Era. This is the my favorite acoustic guitar that I've ever played. Oh, yeah. Some, something like that. I like it in that sunburst color. What yeah. does Martin call their sunburst color? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they call it. Yeah, dude, that it's a sick ass guitar. Um, when I when I played it, because I worked at Wildwood Guitars, so I right. got to play a bunch of really nice shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the D eighteen Golden Era was the guitar that I probably sticks out the most in my memory out of any acoustic guitar that I played. Where I'm like, wow, like just yeah. the way that the sound 
comes off the top of the guitar. Totally. Yeah, I mean, Martin's kind of uh, always had that uh, legacy of just, you know, making great sounding instruments. Just uh, good for live music, good, just like just naturally sounding instruments, you know. Um, especially like growing up playing bluegrass music, it was just like always Martins. You know what I mean? Everyone had a Martin guitar. Yeah. There would always, there would be some old guy who like barely plays, but he has a fucking old ass Martin that he bought years ago for $150 just sitting in his bedroom. In 1973. Yeah. My grandpa's like that dude. He has a couple of like nice guitars that's just chilling in his bedroom. That he's always had. That's, they're probably worth three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, dude, did you ever see the Hateful Eight, the Quentin Tarantino movie? No. So Martin loaned um, Tarantino uh, like a nineteen or an eighteen something, something old as fuck. Martin, look this up, Danny. Um, it's the uh, just type in Hateful Eight Martin guitar. Here we go. Uh, yeah. Okay. This is it. So in the the scene, um, fucking uh, Kurt, Kurt Russell yeah. smashes the guitar. He didn't know that it was a hundred forty five year old guitar. But after that, Martin said, "We're not loaning any to any, movies. Yeah, we're not doing it anymore." Wow. Um, Kurt Russell fucked it up for everybody. Yeah, he smashed the guitar in in the scene. See if you can pull up the scene of him smashing the guitar on Fuck YouTube. Fuck him, dude. Honestly. That's crazy. Yeah, it looks like this is it, I think. Like, was it in the script, or he just did it off he the cuff? He just did it. Yeah, he didn't know. Wow. He just didn't know, so that's why he did it. Uh, Who, yeah, the, it was just out of the budget then, I guess. But. Yeah, yeah, it was like, I... I don't know how much it was worth. Forty thousand dollars guitar or forty thousand dollar guitar. There we go. Um, yeah, but it was uh, a guitar that was old as fuck. Hateful Eight was a, was honestly a pretty good movie. That's insane. Danny, have you seen that. Hateful Eight? I have not. It's one of the few Quentin Tarantino movies I have not seen actually. Yeah. So it, it basically it's uh, these eight characters that are really despicable get stuck in a snowstorm. In like a cabin in Wyoming or some some mm. shit, you filmed it up in Colorado, and I talked to a guy who lived up there while they were filming it, and he told me that this girl hooked up with Tarantino and he had a stinky dick. <laughs> this this girl that uh that he knows she fucked Tarantino, probably sucked on her feet or something. Damn, was she in the movie? No, she wasn't in the movie, well. dude. Tarantino's no simp, bro. Did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's one of those uh, legendary directors. Yeah. Have you seen the um, the trailer for Killers of the Flower Moon? Uh-uh. Oh, dude. Pull, pull up the trailer for Killers of the Flower Moon. So this is, uh, this is Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio. But this is based on real events. I don't know much about this.
So, um, yeah, Leo takes place in Oklahoma. It's about a Native American tribe who hits it big because they find oil on their reservation. And these white people come in and just fucking steal it away from them. Whoa. I'm, I'm oversimplifying it. But, yeah, I guess this was like uh, the 1920s maybe. Um, and this was also the start of the, uh, the FBI. Yeah. Yeah, this is. It looks like it's gonna be pretty fucked up. Like it's, yeah, it's gonna be a. I like Leo's acting. Yeah, man, he's a great actor. He uh, he only. He only fucks 25-year-olds, though. Or actually, below 25-year-olds. Yeah, they below 25. Once they turn 25, he gets rid of them, dude. He says they spoil like milk. Ha! He says you're done, dude. Truly. That's crazy. You know he'll do that his whole life. Yeah, I mean, he's in his fucking 40s now, so you can just get away with doing it because right. he's super rich. Right. There's always going to be 19-year-old girls that are willing to fuck Leonardo DiCaprio. Just you know because. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, he... Uh... Oh, shit. He's got a new girlfriend. Is that what that said? Leo has a new girlfriend right there. First one, Danny. Fuck off with the cookies. She's a supermodel. How old is she? Uh, Aligning with his established preferences. Was below 25. Yep. Wow. Sick. Who exactly is Vittoria Caretti? Is she Italian? Yeah. Born on June 7th, 1998. Danny, what year were you born? <laughs> 96. She's younger than me. How old are you? Uh, 27. 27. Oh, she's, damn. She's 20. Oh, shit. She's 26. They must be broken up now. She's <laughs> 26. Yeah, well, this isn't the same girl. Mm. Or wait, is it? There's no way. Is that the same? I don't know. I can never, I can never tell with these articles. Dude, you know what's fucked up? Al Pacino is having a baby with a 29-year-old. Did you hear about that? I did hear about it. You think it's fucked? I think it's super fucked, really? dude. Yeah. He's going to be – the child's going to be like four years old and he's going to die. Think about that life insurance he's got, though. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's why she probably got fucking knocked up, dude. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Like, part of me, you know – Part yeah, part of you it's like that's a little, uh, ingenuous. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you are uh, cr creating life when you know you don't have much life yourself. Yeah, Mick Jagger fucking did the same thing. Well, I wonder if uh, you know, if it was really like if he knew what was up. Was she like, I'm on the pill. Because you know if she gets happened. knocked up by fucking Al Pacino, she is never going to have to work again. No, never. And he's 
He's practically already dead. Look at him. He's right. old as fuck, dude. Right. Yeah, he doesn't have much life, you know. And having a kid around, that's kind of weird. But, yeah, I'm sure that, yeah, this kid will be, yeah, will be fine. It's fucked up. Here's the way I think about it, dude. Let's say this girl was your sister, and she was 29, and she was dating an 80-something-year-old man. How would you feel about it? Will I get Scarface uh, royalties? (laughs) Yeah, I guess if you want to think of it that way. (laughs) I think it's super fucked. It's honestly disgusting. I, I doubt I understand. he. I, understand. I doubt he wanted to have this child. I, I feel like it was. Yeah. I'm not. I, I, I'm not blaming her. Obviously, it takes two, but he may not have exactly wanted it, but maybe he didn't care. You know what I mean? Maybe he's just like at this point, fuck it. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, have you ever seen The Godfather? Oh yeah. I just saw that recently this year. I've never seen it before. Really? Yeah. I. I think it was a movie that, like, there's certain movies that people are always like, yeah, this is a classic, you have to see it, and I hear it for so fucking long right? that it's already been so much time. I'm like, there's no way it's actually as good. I understand that. I've been like that with a lot of mo- different types of movies. Forever, I've, I didn't watch any of the Star Wars and, um, like, Harry Potter, shit like that. Yeah. I've seen all of those then, but there's still some. Like, Lord of the Rings, I still haven't watched any Lord of the Rings. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Lord of the Rings is okay. It's just, they're super long fucking movies. Um, Yeah, here is Weird Around You by Alexis Sasky. I sure feel the way I do. Much. Your kiss tattoo, your beat of vein and dirty hair, the smell of smoke on clothes you wear. But I got this thing about you, we can ask that thing about you constantly. Don't know what to say around you, so my brain just don't when you say hi to me.
guys, dude. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett, dude. R.I.P., bro. R.I.P. Dead. Yeah, man. Fin, fin's up, dude. Skin cancer. Yeah. I, I, you know what I mean, though? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's half expected. It's, yeah. Just he, like. He, he spent his, uh, his metaphorical and literal life in the sun. Right, dude. Like, okay, skin cancer got him. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's not a super shocking one, but right. it, it, I mean, I was shocked that he, uh, he died for sure. Yeah. That was I, I thought Jimmy Buffett was going to be like, uh, Willie Nelson yeah. and just live forever. It hit McJagger, Keith Richards. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just be alive still. Yeah. It was interesting, man. They said, uh, He's worth a fucking Billy, dude. He was worth a Billy. I honestly believe it, dude. Yeah. Um, Absolutely believe between, it. Between, uh, like, fucking all of his uh, restaurants and, like, Margaritaville resorts that you can buy a home There's on. a retirement Margaritaville community. Yeah, dude, absolutely, dude. That you can buy a condo in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <clears throat> It, it yeah it is sad that he died, um, but it kind of just proves like with music today that just like with new artists they're always like branding branding branding. This motherfucker took it to the next level. Yeah, everything was Margaritaville. Everything. Have you ever been to a Margaritaville like one of the resorts? Never been to one of the resorts. So I I mean I've been to um, the Margaritaville Margaritaville Hotel in. Um, Downtown Nashville. Right. Because my brother-in-law, he came here for a work trip. He stayed there. And then when I when I have gone down to Florida, I went to a Margaritaville, like, hotel um, and, like, restaurant. Landshark. That's yeah. his beer. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it's, it's like a whole thing with Jimmy Buffett, dude. It's crazy. He, he has a lot of great songs, man. I really like Jimmy Buffett. Like, people make fun of him because um, it's like, but he – I feel like he genuinely was that guy. Well, I've always, like, remembered him as being, like, the life of the party. Like, when people were like, Jimmy Buffett's coming to town to play, everyone's There's getting gonna be, fucked up. Yeah, a lot of drunk old people. Yeah, they're just getting lit. My, uh, I think my mom and my aunt saw Jimmy Buffett, and they said it was kind of a bad show because it was, like, pouring rain. So the whole vibe of just like yeah. you know being in the sand and such was not existent. Yeah. yeah, I saw him. He played New Year's Eve one year at Bridgestone Arena when I was working there. I was getting over a cold, um, and I was working that night. Um, I got out of work and I went and took mushrooms and jammed with the Weird Sisters. This was one of their parties. Like their legendary blowout parties Hell yeah. at the Graycroft where it's people, there was the party upstairs and then people were just coming down and like it would switch out players, you know, every couple of jams. And it's like when you're jamming with the Weird Sisters on New Year's Eve, we were going for like 45 minutes, right? Uh, like one, one song and then things would just kind of naturally end. But yeah, I took fucking mushrooms that night and jammed with Gabby and Isaac and it was a, it was a fantastic time. <laughs> it's always nice. Yeah. The, uh, mushrooms cooperate with you. Dude, how great were those parties back in the day at the Weird Sisters when oh, they so much fun. when they yeah. still live at fucking at the Great Yeah, Craft. it was the, I remember the very last one uh 
that I went to, I went in and I saw Isaac and he was in this room with a bunch of strobe lights going off. And uh, I said, what's up, dude? And he goes, everyone's blinking at me. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and that was it. And he was just in there dancing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Isaac's playing at this uh, this week. Um, we're doing another writer's round. Hell yeah. Um, at the five spot from 6 to 8 p.m. on it's the 19th is Tuesday, right, Danny? Tuesday, September 19th. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, so we have Isaac playing. Um, brother Dusty is playing, of course, Dustin McKee. We have who else do we have? We have Presley, she's playing. I gotta look it up, Jackie Saturday. I'll read the the list here of all the folks that we have because we got some really cool people playing this one. Uh, Poptimus Riders Round. Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah, Jasmine from Sheedonist. She's playing. She's great. Um, and then Callie Cash is playing. She's a great country singer. I don't know if you've heard her before. I think I've heard of her before. She's no. great. I think she plays a lot down on, on Broadway. Um, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but he's friends with Isaac Rat Ratslin Desily. Rastlin, I think. Um, and then we have Jax Hollow playing as well. Oh, yeah. So we have a good lineup. I think that's everybody. Yeah, she's awesome. So, yeah, if you're, uh, if you're free, come on down to the, uh, to the five spot. Danny and I will be there. Eat, Sleep, Rock presents the Poptimus Riders Round. This will be the second one that we're doing. Um, and I'm super excited. Of course, you've been hearing uh, songs from this episode, um, kind of getting us ready for this next one. We had a lot of great artists the first time. It was super fun doing it, doing it the first time. Yeah, it's because I remember when I first moved here, I, I would go to a lot of writers' rounds. It's like a Nashville thing. It's a very Nashville thing. And most of the time, I feel like with writers' round, it's country artists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which we had country artists you know, that play this particular writer's round, but, um, it was just nice to hear all sorts of music in the writer's round style. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I feel like you don't get that as often. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really hear it that often and kind of hearing people's stories about their songs and their craft and all of that. Right. I feel like a lot of writer's rounds in Nashville, like you mentioned, it's, a lot of dudes who want to be John Mayer and ladies who want to be Taylor Swift. Totally. It can seem like that for sure. It does seem like that. <laughs> That's what it fucking is, dude. No one has original fucking idea anymore. Yeah, it's kind of That's like... That's why I wanted to, to do these writers rounds. Totally. Because it's nice to uh, see people that are like, oh, you have like your own type of songs. That, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I like it when I know the person is working and their mom and dad aren't paying for co-writes right. on, on, on fucking, um, music row. Right. Right. You know, cause there's just this generic aspect to Nashville that I really don't fuck with. I mean, it's the business side of things and it, and it is what it is, but I just don't ever feel like I've never had any, uh, illusions that I fit within that mold. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of people who don't, and that's why a big part of the reason why I wanted to do this was to, to so people that are more funkier or weirder, a little bit more strange, um, are doing this. So like I, Isaac, he he told me the first time we did it, he came out, he 
was like an, there to see the show. And he kept telling me, he talked, he talked so much shit to me. He's like, dude, just, if you do another one, I want to do it, but I'm scared. Da, 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 da. So I called him when we got the date for it. And I was like, dude, you got to do it. I was, and he was Hell like, yeah. I got to think about it. And I gave him so much shit until he said, yes. Hell yeah. Um, I'll be cool to see, but yeah, um, it's, it's good. You know, I think he's a cool motherfucker. He is a cool motherfucker. And plus I like asking people that I know it's a little bit out of their comfort zone. To totally. Do it. Totally. You know, I feel like for you or for, for Aubrey, for instance, it's more natural for you guys to do for it. Sure. But like even Alexis, she, she had told me before she did it, that, that it was really out of her comfort zone. Totally. But she killed it, man. She yeah. was great. She's awesome. Um, she's a, a fantastic artist, and I, I love that when someone gets to be themselves. Totally. You know? Yeah, it was cool to see her in that element because her uh, – because really with Alexis, like, because she was – I remember she's like, I'm just nervous. I don't really play guitar. I was like, well, your voice is your guitar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, and I she, she did good. I, I didn't so, think she right. did bad at guitar no, at all. Ab- absolutely not. Yeah. But that's what I was remembered. I was like, oh, you have your voice. Like, your voice is your guitar. You're good. You know yeah. What I mean? Well, she, she her voice just sounds whiskey-soaked. For you sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah, she's um, great, man. That's, that's what's – fantastic about her here i'll do another alexis song here's a give it to me i've actually never ever 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 played this song before except when i showed it to my band like last week or something um wrote it a long time ago though but again here i am i'm not a guitar player and um thank y'all for being so sweet to me thank y'all for being so sweet uh taylor thank you for having us out thank you eat sleep rock and obviously stay for the next round of incredibly talented folks. Uh, but here's a song I wrote. It's called Give It To Me. Yeah. Let's <laughs> see if I even... All right, let's see. How do I play this? All right.
super sad it's it's a bummer man uh, he had a long history in nashville yeah i don't think a, a lot of people necessarily realize that because we're a, a landlocked state right, right but he um he got his start here right i think he was like one of the first people to play exit in yeah yeah something crazy like that yeah and he, pl- he played it within the past couple of years didn't he uh, maybe so yeah. yeah there's there's pictures of it i just saw um i have a friend who uh plays music down in key west and i was kind of going through what he was sharing and they were showing just like the streets of key west and their reaction to uh jimmy buffett and, were they just in tears oh dude? yeah dude just like you know the whole the streets were shut down there was you know mourning the loss how are we looking on time danny okay cool we got we got it Play it. Play another song here. We'll do another song. This one's called Detroit by uh, Chloe Litton.
And we're back. Back again. I've never been to Detroit. Have you ever been to Detroit? I have, I think, one time. And it's it has been years since yeah. I've been. Um, I haven't spent too much time in Michigan at all, actually. Yeah. Which a lot – it's strange because a lot of people now in Indiana do travel to Michigan because um, weed is legal there. Yep. So a lot of people are going either over – I think Illinois is also. Um, they're kind of going on to both. Yeah, dude. It's uh, it's interesting to me. Um, Detroit is just it seems like a mecca for music. Oh, totally. Yeah, there's a bunch of history of you know just Motown, fucking you know Bob Seger, Glenn Fry, Ted Nugent. There's Iggy ton, Pop. Iggy Pop. Yeah, there's a ton of history with um, fucking Detroit and music. Motor City, man. Gotta lose your mind in Detroit Rock City. Well, it's just like. That was Detroit's most, you know, Detroit's a factory town. Yeah, well, it's interesting to think of it um, from the aspect, uh, like Barry Gordy talked about how he wanted to create a record label that was like the Ford plant. Mm. It was like there was a part and a piece for everything that you had to do. Right. It was an order, an exact order to be able to replicate it, to be able to put it out. Totally. Uh, but yeah, it's... It, I mean, fucking James Jamerson, dude. He he might be the greatest electric bass player of all time. Right, right. People can make an argument for Jocko, right, Pistorius, but I feel like Jocko he is more of a player's player. You have to like he's a, a nerd. You know what I mean? At when it comes to bass, right? I like he was really about. Um, he's like kind of like Jimi Hendrix in a way. No, yeah, I was gonna say he's a little bit more flashier. Yeah, yeah, he's not really a groove player at all. Yeah, he's just more of a look at this. It's yeah. a weird noise. Yeah, which but, is respectful. Yeah, yeah, I can I can get down with it. But fucking James Jamerson, you know, he's just like the ultimate groove player. Totally. Yeah. Um, but I haven't spent too much time in in Detroit itself. It's a very dangerous city. Yeah. There it's like up there with like Memphis as far as, you know, homicide crimes. Yeah. And, and Detroit's always kind of been like that. You have you been to Memphis? You've played a gig in Memphis before. I've, right? I've played a few gigs in Memphis, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Memphis is a sad place, man. Um it's lots kinda, of great music history as well. Yeah, lots of great music history. I mean, it was a, a cultural epicenter in the U US at one time. Yeah. Cuz you got fucking Elvis coming from there. You have Johnny Cash, you have Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins. Then you have Stax Records, dude. Right. Mm -hmm. Which Stax is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I remember um, we we drove by Graceland and we drove by you know, the Stax Records. But I remember we uh, checked out um, Martin, the day where Martin Luther King got shot. Outside of that hotel? Yeah, they have like that hotel. Uh, they turned it into a museum. Yeah. Um, and that was interesting to see. Is it like a civil rights museum? Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah. They still have like the original sign and yeah, where you, it's uh, that and they have that fucking pyramid, dude, that Bass Pro shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the famous fucking Bass Pro Claudia, pyramid. the sound engineer at Big, Big Machine, Machine, yeah, said that 
there is some sort of like sphere or something at the top of that. Like told me this whole crazy story about how the guy who designed this uh, pyramid was made this like sphere that was supposed to connect with the universe or some shit. And now it's a fucking Bass Pro Shop. Like I forget the whole Dude, story. Dude, maybe they fucking it. drink adrenochrome there overnight. It could be. What is at the top of the Bass Pro Pyramid? What does that say, Danny? Look out at the pyramid. Oh, that's not shit. But yeah, it's a... Uh, it says there's an unbelievable true story. Yeah, she was telling me this whole big like thing. Like conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory about that pyramid. They say that about the fucking Denver airport, too. Have you ever seen the mural inside the Denver airport? No. Pull up the fucking mural at uh, the Denver airport. Mm. Yeah, uh, there's apparently, allegedly, uh, this is where everybody's supposed to meet up at the end of the world as far as the elites go. Mm. And there's like a, a way to get into get into the mountains from Denver underground from here. And it goes oh, to Lord. some secret base. But yeah, it's it's like a weird fucking it's pretty weird. I've seen it in person. I've uh, I've been to that airport when I lived in Colorado. Um It's a secret tunnel. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking I mean it could be true, but you, you never know, dude. You never know. Um, anyways, here's another song. Let's do, uh, who else do we still got on the list that we have to do? Oh yeah, of course. Appalachian Queen by Aubrey Riley. Here it is. Gypsy jazz. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> do it, do it, Not do to it. claim to be a jazz player in any Did, sort. Is this the one that you posted like yesterday or something? Yeah. I love it. Let's do it.
You, have you been to Colorado? I've never have. Colorado's dope as fuck, bro. It is the coolest place in the U.S., um, in my opinion. So I, I uh, have not been in that mountain range, no. It's beautiful, man. I, I remember my first day in Colorado when I lived there. Um, yeah, everybody in Colorado does own a Subaru. Um I went up to the mountains to Estes Park and there was a rain cloud in this valley and I was between all of these mountains and there was just elk running mm. through the rain cloud, dude. It was majestic. It, wow. It's exactly as you'd imagine Colorado right. to be. I would love to go. It's beautiful, man. I would love to go. Rocky Mountain Way. <laughs> yeah, dude. The only type of... Uh mountain range that i have really like explore i've explored the blue ridge mountains in asheville uh, uh asheville yeah, yeah yeah and like um driven through like the appalachians yeah going to ohio and west virginia yeah that part of the country is really interesting man just like um i was listening to an interview with rfk talking about how um most people combined homelessness with drugs you know what i mean but he said in reality though look at the people in the appalachians how they're addicted to drugs but they still have homes you know what i mean they just don't have anywhere else to go yeah they don't have anywhere else to go they're on fucking hillbilly heroin hillbilly heroin they have no one else to love they fuck their sisters you know dude you ever been to hillbilly hot dog josh (laughs) (laughs) yep i've been to hillbilly hot dog shout out to millhouse speaking of uh (laughs) Inbreds and Appala- <laughs> yeah. the Appalachian Trail. Blowing up mountains, dude. Dude, it's some weird shit up there. <laughs> That's good for Melhouse. He's got a, a big boy job. Yeah, he does. He's doing good. Yeah. You came on the fucking show recently. Uh, what is the reveal got going on? You guys got anything that you're working on? When, when will this episode come out? This is coming out soon. Okay. We have a a secret show that we're putting together. Okay. And do you have a date yet? If you want to know more about it, we have oh, a, a list that you have to sign up for on our website at the forward slash list. Nice. I'll say this, uh, the 28th, 
is the date. But if you want to know more of what all is happening for the show and where it's at and all that good stuff, sign up on the list. I say fuck that. I have a gig that night. Come out, see me play. I'm playing with the Fundamental Sound at Cheekwood Botanical Gardens. James is going to be on drums. We're doing covers of instrumental uh, Grateful Dead tunes. Mm. Um, and it'll be super dope with the, yeah, the fundamental sound. Come check us out. Um, but yeah, so other than that, is there anything else? Are you guys almost done with the album? What, what's getting, the deal? Yeah. Getting close with that. That's in you're working the, on uh, business shit. Yeah. Kind of right? just yeah. business shit. Um, getting mastered, you know what I mean? Yeah. All that fun stuff, money, like getting the money together yeah. to, uh, get all that started. But yeah, just really just. Playing downtown on Broadway randomly. Um, Dude, we have to tell the fucking story about what happened the last time I played there. What did happen? Uh, So, that homeless guy coming in. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, There was a homeless guy that came in. uh, Clearly homeless. Clearly inebriated. Smelled like he was homeless. Very bad. He uh, came in and... Just wandered in. Yeah, just wandered in in the middle of the day. And just said, I want to play bass. And we didn't know what to say at yeah, first. Yeah, at first we were like, eh. Yeah, yeah. You know? And he pulled out what appeared to be $100. And we let him get up and kind of jam for a little bit. And we we're like, all right, man, thanks. And it was a little skeptical if that $100 was real. Uh huh. And Matthias got he, the real champion, went out and was able to go get change for said He got cigarettes. Yeah, went to get cigarettes and said, can I just break this bill? And they were like, oh, we need a manager here. And he's like, well, I'm playing a gig in a he, hurry. He pressured them, dude. Yeah, and got it to happen. So, yeah, and we got paid because of that. Yeah. Honestly, dude, uh, in that moment, Matthias earned my undying respect and gratitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he made sure that we didn't get fucked. It was questionable he if that hundred dollars was. Real. It would definitely was not real. <laughs> yeah. He did it for the boys, though, right, dude. Right. Uh, so bad uh, respect to fucking Matthias on that yeah. one. Shout out. Um, yeah. So uh, that that's uh, that's the story. We're sticking to it. That was all alleged. Matthias didn't do anything illegal. Right. Um, but yeah, here is "Stick with the One You Love" by Vinny Longy. Keep on dreaming. See you next week. This next song is about money and love, or love and money. You can decide. What do you do when you run out of
along with my baby. 